It's extra drama for Sweet Valley High number 33, starting over. Of course, it's me, Marissa Flaxbart, your host, back again with my cousins, Corey Borgman Ooh. and Megan Shattuck. What? <laughs> I'm doing a real, like, radio, radio oh, disc jockey yeah. voice. Um, traffic looking on the west side. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new energy for Sweet Valley Diaries now. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, so for extra drama, we just talk about extra stuff that we didn't get to talk about in the main book. Main episode, I mean. <laughs> and... Um, one of the things that Megan mentioned something that she noticed, she wanted to clock. Yes. Or did clock and wanted to acknowledge. Oh, I found the passage. All right. All right. Mr. Wakefield nodded, his brow furrowed. With his dark hair, strong athletic build, and gentle brown eyes, he was an attractive man to have for a father, Elizabeth always thought. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that escalated quickly. That la- it did because that last—it's those last three words. Elizabeth always thought. Not Elizabeth observed this one time. Nor is it like the book is just telling us. You know, the book has a third third person. You know, omniscient yeah. narrator that sees inside people's heads. Sure, but. The book could just be informing us that Ned Wakefield is hot. Sure. But no, he no. puts it, the book puts it in Elizabeth's eyeballs. Yeah. Yes. Elizabeth, and then says that she thinks this way about her dad always. always. <laughs> yes. Oh, and that's why I didn't remember the part about, after this, it goes on to talk about the Judge Tyler conflict of interest that Ned Wakefield's yeah. dealing with in the end. I didn't remember that because it was just, like, Still this here. first part was so upsetting. Your, your I, head was was I was pleased. I was pleased. I actually would say that the flips for me was almost true for me, <laughs> that I was more focused on the Judge, like, Ned Wakefield talk, because recently I, a friend of mine who is a lawyer was on the show, and I was trying to explain to him how every once in a while Ned Wakefield really goes on about how he is a lawyer and talks about lawyer things. Yeah. Um, and Like this injunction. Yeah, yeah. It's like the book is just desperately trying to give him some lines. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what are dads that our lawyers talk about? And it also at one point refers to him being like important as a lawyer. Like they really want to oh, build yeah. him up. Um, so one thing that I thought would kind of be appropriate because it's um, of one thing that I thought would be appropriate to talk about as it uh, carries through both the A and B stories is the idea of like being a teenager and being concerned about getting in trouble with your parents. Um, for in those stories, it materializes differently, right? Like for Jessica and Elizabeth, it they're trying to keep a secret, and right. it's very much a thing of like you know ask for forgiveness, not permission. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try to pull one over on them. I used to hate that term so much of like beg for forgiveness and not permission. It's like, no, you should ask for permission. Now I'm. Totally in camp forgiveness instead. Yeah, yeah. What about when you were, like, growing up? Yeah, when I was a kid. No, absolutely permission. (laughs) I think that my MO was always to try to make it so that it was as if nothing was wrong. (laughs) Like, if I could fix the problem myself. Yeah. Like, if if something went wrong, like, if I broke something or whatever, Mm -hmm. like... Rather than explaining what happened and saying, like, I'm sorry, let's fix it, I would just try to fix it first, and then I would never have to bring it up. 
Oh, nice. It didn't happen a lot. It didn't happen a lot, but which actually is exactly what Jessica so does. Like, yeah, that's you true. You would have repaired the washing machine on your own dime rather than admitting that you had a puppy in the basement. Not only that, I would not call the repairman. Yeah, so (laughs) Jessica calls the repairman and he's like, listen lady, I got so many appointments, I can't come until Friday. Uh, I don't know what accent that is, but he does call her lady. (laughs) He does say listen lady to her. Um, Yeah, I would not have done that. I would have figured out how to fix it myself and fixed it myself, and then it would have been fixed right away, like before mom and dad got home. Right, yeah. Um, And then it would have been no big deal. Right. And with YouTube these days, like, anybody can... Yeah, now it would be easier than it would have been. But I can imagine myself, like, at the, like, in our little study, you know, with the dial-up modem or whatever, like, trying to find out. Or, like, pulling a book off the shelf and trying to figure it out. Or, I mean, they can drive, like, taking it to the hardware store and being like, hey, I need a new one of these to do the thing. Yeah. How do I do that? They could have been a lot more resourceful, I think. They could have been. Although, there's plenty of adults who wouldn't even be able to figure that out. And they all live in Sweet Valley. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't have. A, I'm, I'm making it sound like I was like duplicitous. This. I don't have a lot of examples of this, but enough that I know that I did it. Like, I yeah, when I was, I have like a very good driving record. But when I was a teenager, I definitely had some trouble like bumping things. <laughs> like I never hit a car, but I would have a hard. I would drive a minivan, so it was pretty big. But I can remember one time I was at an eighteen, like a drive-through ATM. I was at mm-hmm. a bank, like a small town bank that had one of those like tubes that like you know sucks up your deposit yeah like um i don't know why i said small town i guess big towns have those too i just don't use them in my but life you went to much. the one in town yeah <laughs> right many and there was like a one of those like short yellow posts oh, yeah. that is like blocking you and i definitely scraped up against it uh, yeah and i freaked out but it was like okay, all that has happened here is that there's yellow paint on the side of the car. Uh-huh. And I remember, like, going to my friend's house and, like, finding a bunch of cleaner and just, like, really working hard to scrub oh, the yellow wow. paint off of the van. And, and I did. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I, I don't know, there might have still been some sort of evidence, but not enough that I needed yeah. to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, that's I could awesome. say, nice I, I ran into this post, Dad, I'm sorry, um, but look, it's not that bad. <laughs> It's yeah. very much like the puppy scenario. Yeah. I, just show that I got really this puppy. Yeah. Deal. But look, it's not that bad. Yeah. Now, you might think that that makes me a Jessica, but I will have you know that Elizabeth <laughs> doesn't come clean about this either. No. And the crazy thing about this plotline is that they never tell their parents no. that they were yeah. having this dog. Yeah, I was surprised that, that, yeah. that they didn't, at the end, like, confess. Like, like, oh, my God, had this dog. Yeah, that Bruce Robert's been here for a week, and all he did was ruin the dishes. It would have been easy to write it that way. Like, they all the into giggles and it was soon forgotten. Like they all hug anyway. Like it was so wholesome. Like they could easily. Like, like, oh, Jessica, you're so Jessica. Yeah. You know, there's a Labrador puppy involved. Yeah, yeah. all is yeah. forgiven all when there's a Labrador exactly. puppy. So, exactly. Corey, did you have a, a strategy? I, well, I think my strategy was similar to yours. You have a different element of your family dynamic in play, which is that Megan and I are both only children. Yes. And you are the middle. I am the middle and child. And the only girl. And I have two brothers on either side. Well, one on either side. Two brothers total. I often would try, if I did something, I would try to fix it so that I wouldn't get caught. I think that was usually, that was probably my strategy. Don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get caught, then you're kind of hosed. Because a lot of the things that I did... Rubber hosed. Rubber- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> a lot of the things I did were not hideable, especially if they involved vehicles. Oh. Um, you know, I did have a parking lot fender bender, you know, with a dent in the car and you can't just, you can't pound it out. No. You can't. So you just have to come, come clean. But if you can go ahead and make it so it's never known, then that would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I was more of a Jessica when I was younger. There might have been some subterfuge. But when you're getting caught, if it, if it's if the writing's on the wall, then I guess you just have to fess up. Yeah, great. I think that is that is <laughs> a fairly Jessica That's approach of right. like jump into it and figure it out rather than have a plan yeah. for it. Right, seems more like an Elizabeth thing, an Elizabethan thing to do. So if it was a mug, <laughs> like if it was a mug, it would say, "Don't get caught on the other side." And said, "If you get caught, fess up." <laughs> your your host. Yeah. You get host. caught, your host. <laughs> Rubber nose. Might as well fess up. This is. <laughs> Not a good mug anymore. <laughs> it was it was pissy at one point, but now it's got too many sides to the mug. Yeah, it's a very big mug. I thought the other part of the parallel was kind of messed up, where they like echoed the idea of like of Sally wanting to stay in her family and this puppy getting adopted by the family, and that was I don't know. I thought that was kind of uncomfortable. Where they like, were basically comparing like, Sally to I Prince did. Albert. Like, yeah, the the there was at least one point in the book where the storylines were parallel, and it was like, oh, are they really comparing this girl who's been like parentless for fourteen years to puppy? Yeah, it's like <laughs> they as, sure are. Yeah, it's like neither a piece of that is messed up. It's as a literary device. It's like. Yeah. Upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, I mean, there's similar scenarios, but would I put them even remotely on the same scale? You can, right. Yeah, you can picture the ghostwriter just sort of clacking away, like, this is brilliant. <laughs> what a brilliant transition. Even though these books don't require a brilliant transition. Right. Like, you could just what? switch from one to another. This is a fine piece of literary genius. Well, how dare we belittle it? I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask you to read another someday. Yeah, I hope so. I well, hope I have an hour and a half or two to spare. Yeah. <laughs> we determined that we were going to be spending as much time recording these episodes today as it took us to read the book. <laughs> They're getting shorter, y'all. Well, Megan and Corey, thank you so much again. Thanks thank for having you us. For having us. It was a joy. It and was. I'm glad that we were able to let the gladiators in on some of our, our cousinly joy. <laughs> joy. Just, and antics. Yeah. And antics. Yeah. yeah. Some antics. We kept it together. Sort of. <laughs> Except for when I was talking about <laughs> Jeremy keeping it tight. <laughs> tight. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks again to you both. And Gladiators, we'll see you next week for book number 34 Forbidden Love. pretty surprising because suddenly one of the was it the Wakefields I think were talking about how attractive their dad was and it was super creepy yeah <laughs> Ned Wakefield is hot there's no Mr. Collins in this book to objectify Alice Wakefield looks like an we older sister we Collins watch yeah yeah Aww. I guess I should um, intro the episode and then we'll just, oh, just yeah. freeform we'll just freeball it <laughs> <laughs> that's 
okay. We're cousins. <laughs>